276. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name's John. I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 uh, through 8. So we're past the introduction and the first problem, and he heads mm-hmm. in on to more problems. Yes. Right. Yes. Again, like you, uh, like we said yesterday, man, um, 1 Corinthians has this basic problem solution structure, and it's really a very ethical letter. Um, as we see, Paul is going to get it like, yo, this is what's going on. This is what needs to happen, and this is the solution. And remember... Every problem in First Corinthians is a nail, right? And the gospel is the hammer, right? So in five through eight, in this section, sexual immorality, right? <laughs> sexual immorality, like Paul keeping it real, real funky, like yo, right? I'm gonna keep it a buck, bro. Like it's been reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and the kind. This is what kills him. He's like, and it's the kind of sexual immorality that is not even tolerated among the pagans. The Gentiles look at y'all and y'all like, yo. Uh, yo, the folks in the church are wilding, yeah. He says, yo, a man is sleeping with his father's wife. And right. then he says, you arrogant about it, right? Yeah. Shouldn't you be filled with grief yeah. and remove from your congregation the one who did this? So it's yeah. like, yo, no, a dude is not sleeping with his girlfriend. A right. dude is not sleeping with another man's girlfriend or wife. A dude is sleeping with his father's wife. Yeah. Right? We remember Israel... At times, God would say, yo, like, Israel, you're acting worse than the nations who don't even know me. Right. And how often, bro, in our own time, in our own lives, have we seen the church, people who know Christ? Yeah. Like, legit, people who we, like, now nah, he was a legit believer, bro. Right. And they doing stuff worse than the world. Right. Yeah. And it's like, Paul is is, is off, man. He's like, yo, hey, bro, you got to remove him. Yeah. Right? You, you, you got to let him go. Because, because no, 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 he's like, yo. Yeah. Ethics are contagious, right? Mm. It's like gang green on the finger. He's like, yo, you got to cut off the finger to save the hand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because if he get away with it and just keep keep going, it'll spread. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This like is what, Yeah. No, no, no. And I, I, I think that's dope. And it's a good counterbalance to the first four chapters, right? So mm. yesterday we talked through the first four chapters are all about this divided church and Paul Mm. longs for unity. Like y'all get along, y'all all all come on. But I think if we're not careful, we can start to think that unity and everybody just being in the same place is the ultimate ideal and that unity is good and division is bad. And Paul's going to look in and say, no, 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 look, look. If something is like gangrene, like you Mm -hmm. said, that's going to spread, unity is actually the worst thing because you're advocating for it to stay around. And the Mm. more that it stays around, the more damage that it does. Nobody goes to cancer and says, man, I just wish that we could all get along with the body. Let's all find a way to coexist. Mm -hmm. What you do is you have to cut out that cancer. And so Paul's going to come through and he's going to essentially help this church see no church listen church the purity of the church should Mm. be the priority of god's church amen Amen, the purity of god's church should be the priority of god's church yes and even the posture as he does it paul's not just saying get that man out of here and don't paul's saying no no look, look 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 to remove him 
it's actually the most hopeful thing for him, right? It's hope for those that are straying. Because when you let him go, then you help him see you can't just live any way that you want to live and expect the benefits of God's people. And he's saying, so the hope is that this, that he would experience the destruction of his flesh so that he can turn back to God. Like you want him Mm -hmm. to hit rock bottom so that he can say, like the prodigal son, like, yo, I really had it good when I was with God's people. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. not just hope for the straying. Yeah. Uh, it's joy for those that are staying, right? Mm. That what he's going to say is, no, no, look, look, look. When we do that, we confirm the identity, who it is that God has made us to be. And this is the same type of cleansing, right, that uh, Hezekiah did or Josiah or Ezra and the pastor, like all of these things. And wherever the people of God take, plain, uh, take pains to cleanse themselves, it's followed by mm-hmm. celebration. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And it's like, yo, he goes down in six and he continues his argument because again, he's going to provide the gospel as the solution right. so that this stuff can stop. Yeah. So he's going to say, yo, remove him. But he's also going to say, he's also going to quote them. So all throughout First Corinthians, he'll quote yeah. uh, the Corinthians. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to show that he's aware of what's really going on. So they'll be like, yo, man, everything is permissible for me. And Paul right. comes back and is like, ah, but not everything is beneficial. Right. Right. And then they'll be like, man, everything is permissible for me. But he was like, yo, but I will not be mastered by anything. Right. And then he quotes them again. This is good. He says, yo, food is for the stomach and the stomach for food. And then he's like, and God will do away with them both. Right. And what the, what, what the Corinthians were trying to say here was that in the same way, listen, that when one craved food, a person would satisfy that desire. Yeah. He had the same attitude with sex. Mm. Sex is just sex. Yeah. Right? If I have this bodily appetite, I can just gratify it. Yeah. And Paul is like, yeah, well, yeah, 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 and, yeah. and not I can just, but I've got a right to mm. gratify it. Like, mm. no, like, this is right. Like, I should be able to live in light of all my desires that I have. Mm, yes. And then he'll even say like, yo, so they're using theological slogans to justify their behavior. Sin right. doesn't just happen in the church. It is like when it happens, it is usually justified, right? Uh-huh. Unrepentant sin. Uh, so, so he's like, yo, um, should I make Christ's body a part of the prostitute? And, and, in, and, and in Corinth, again, it's not just dude sleeping with his father's wife. It's cult prostitution. Right. They would go into temples and worship pagan gods through the means of sex. Right. So this is just wild. Like, right. this is not, you'd be like, man, this is the Bible, Game of Thrones. Like, what is right. What is this? And so Paul's going to get it something so good. He's going to say, yo, man, like, man, at the end of the day, like, you don't understand that, you know, you and Christ are one. There's a union with Christ. You're united so, with him. So he's saying in the same way, listen, 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 listen. In the same way, most Right-thinking people wouldn't bring a prostitute into their real mm. marriage. Right. You're bringing a prostitute or someone who's not in your marriage into your spiritual one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And th- so in the same way that the first is adultery, this is the worst right. adultery. Right? Like, you don't really understand the gospel then. Yeah. And then he goes on to talk about, yo, like, no, no, no. Like, your bodies. Were purchased by the Lord. Right. Right. So it's like, in other words, like you were redeemed, you were bought. Yeah. So if if I buy something 
I have the right to, to use it how right, I want. Not right, the, right. Not the person who didn't buy it. Yeah, I got to tell. Come on. Ava that all the time. Like, she walks into her room and <laughs> this, and, you know, I'm just going to go to my bed, or I'm going to take my toys, blah, 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 and I have to remind her. No, 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 Ava, that's my bed. <laughs> right. Those are my toys, right? But I paid yeah, for yeah, yeah. I paid for them. You, you don't have independent use of those. You've mm. got a derivative use of those. Amen. So That's you good. can say, "Dad, can I put this toy in the blender?" And I can say, "No, no, 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 no. It doesn't go there. I bought that. Right. Use mm. it. I want you to steward it. It's in your possession. But mm. just because things are in your possession doesn't mean." You're, you own them. And what mm -hmm. he's saying is, no, like, I bought you. You mm -hmm. are on lease to you. Yeah. <laughs> Steward yourself. Yes. Yeah, rightly. And I think even uh, uh, a corollary from that as well is like, you were, he says you were bought with the blood of Christ. Mm. So it's like, man, you're valuable. Valuable. Right? Like, mm. You don't, like, that's another reason to abstain. Right. Because you're so valuable in God's eyes and your body is not just meant to be thrown around to anybody. That's good. Right? It's meant for a commitment in marriage. And he just goes on and on. He talks about the temple. Your body's a temple, temple. too. Yeah. Like you letting unholy things come. You know the Old Testament. Right. Right? You, we don't let unholy things come into the temple. That's what your body is. Yeah. And so Paul elevates, man, our humanity here in a profound way and uses the gospel as a means to uh, provide this solution to such a big problem yeah. in the church then and now. Yeah. First uh, Corinthians seven uh, talks about marriage, but it talks a whole lot about singleness. And so I do mm -hmm. want to take some time and talk about that. And one of the main points that I think that Paul gets at is this, look, your singleness, however long that it may last, if you mm -hmm. are single, your singleness, however you may find yourself back there, maybe after you've been married. Mm -hmm. uh, the way that Paul paints this out is like, man, singleness is not to be lamented only. It's to be leveraged. So mm -hmm. Paul is going to talk about, no, there's a unique That's advantage too, here. Because right? there's so many, yeah, even, yeah, obviously I was single at the time, but like right. even knowing so many single folks in yeah. the life of the church who right. want to be married so bad. And it's a good desire. Absolutely. But, Paul's saying, man, if you spend all your time lamenting the fact that you are not like wanting to be in some other position than you are right now, mm. then you miss out on the unique reasons why God has you where you are right now. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to long for that, but Paul's going to say, no, leverage it, right? There is yes. this undivided devotion and attention that you have to the things of God that mm -hmm. if we really are gods, there is something inside of us that yearns, that wants to be a part of it, man. Mm -hmm. And what I love is like, yeah, Paul's going to continue just to be like, yo, I was this way. Like Christ was this way. Like mm -hmm. they ain't miss out on it. And mm -hmm. I think, man, the thing that I just really, 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 really want to drive home uh, for single folks and mm -hmm. for married folks, mm -hmm. if you're single and you are a part of a church, I want you to know marriage is not the only antidote to loneliness, right? Mm. Marriage mm. is not the answer. Marriage is not proof 
positive of your Christian maturity and somehow mm. there's something wrong or incomplete with you because God's going to wait until you got that right before he sends you that special someone. Jesus was never married. Paul was never married. And you see the singular undivided attention they had for the things of God. Um, mm. And yeah, so that's for them like, yo, leverage where God has you. And two, for the married folks to find themselves inside um, a church, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Leverage your family. Your family is not just for you. One of the best ways that you can help folks see that marriage is not the antidote is by going out of your way to extend uh, love and community and acceptance and family to people that don't have a nuclear family Mm -hmm. of their own. But singleness is meant to be leveraged for the gospel, not just Lamented. Lamented. Yeah, that's yeah. a good word. That's super good, man. Yeah. And then finally, in eight, man, as we run out of time, you know, uh, we'll get into more of this tomorrow uh, in 9 through 11. But man, in eight, he's going to talk about the conscience and freedom and how we are to think through things. And so he's going to just say, man, knowledge build, uh, knowledge puffs up, but, but love builds up. Right. And yeah. so, you know, uh, one of the things that he's like, yo, man, like eating food, sacrifice to idols, like, ah, you like, you know, a created thing, um, anything created is not irredeemably corrupted, right? Because it had contact with pagan idols. But Paul is saying, even though that's true, even though there's no God, but like we know there's one yeah, true yeah. God. Picture Paul yeah. just putting his arm around you right now and say, all right, yo, listen, Keith, man, hey, look, yeah, yeah. we we know, like, you know, it ain't no such thing as an idol. Like, so right. bro, have that state, right? Have Dagon steak, right? <laughs> Yo, Dagon Steakhouse, that mug is fire, right? Fire, so get a little yeah. jus on it, you know, throw some sweet potato fries on side. We know that there's not one, but mm. he's gonna say, ah, yeah, but be careful because your knowledge of that, if you wield it around in the wrong way, yeah. it could ruin somebody else. Yep. And I and it's just weird because Keller says it so much and it's like so good and I use it so much, like freedom. We tend to think of, think of freedom as the absence of all restrictions. Ah, uh-huh, that's good. But Keller says, no, no, no. Freedom is finding the right, right restrictions. Ah, uh, that's good. So he's like, Paul is like, man, you're free. Force, like we, we tend to think, think of freedom in the negative sense. From. Right? Yeah. From stuff. Yeah. But Paul is saying you're free for this. Right. right? You're free to build up your neighbor right. in this way. By keeping yourself from doing these things, it's so mm. counterintuitive. But in other words, the question we should be asking ourselves is not, can I do this and not be sinning? I feel like so many Christians right. ask themselves that, man, can I do this and not sin? Right. That's the wrong question. Right. The right question is, will me doing this lead my brother or sister right. Right. to sinning right. or to stumbling? Yep. That's the way we will freedom yep. as the people of God. And it reminds us that we don't exist just for us, right? Our bodies were bought with a price and God wants to use our whole selves uh, to display something glorious about himself, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us to do just that. Would Would you remind us that you've called us to be a part of a pure church, Lord? Help us to mm, contribute yes. to that. Lord, help us to do all that we can to foster that. And God, as you've provided us freedom to live in the world, I pray that we would live in such a way where you are our chief aim. So regardless of the 
uh, relationship status that we have, would we leverage it for the gospel, Father, regardless of the freedom that we have or we know about, Lord? I pray that you would help us to use all of that uh, to display a beautiful picture of who it is that you are. Lord, would you keep us and guide us today? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.